This is nonsensical, child's brain stream of consciousness what? garbage. I what? actually don't think a child could follow this No, film. no, that's the complaint, actually. <laughs> a young man, soon to be mom, disappears into the woods. Then he goes to rescue her. Meanwhile, he's being harassed by a heron, which leads him into a world of other birds. Oof, it's dumb. <laughs> Imagine someone explaining their dreams to you. Yeah. It's that stupid. What? Oh my God. <laughs> that was a two star review from IMDb. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Wow. And Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I got two herons in the studio with me. I don't think that's how herons sound. You don't know that for a fact, though. Maybe not. Ornithologist, get out of here. Probably not. And in this episode, (laughs) we're reviewing The Boy and the Heron, the latest movie from the retired, then unretired. Then retired again, and then unretired again. Then unretired, then retired again. Could, he could retire. It could be his last film. Probably it not. It could be his last. No, he's already working. He's already said he's working I on know. the next Yeah, he's like, so, I have things to dude, say. Dude's got, they're going to come in to open the studio one day. He's just going to be dead in the chair. <laughs> cigarette, <laughs> so dark. Cigarette still in hand, pencil in the other. Yeah. Uh, the name of the, the, the movie is The Boy and the Heron. And when uh-huh. I went to the theater to see it, there was this uh, older gentleman, I'll say, okay. uh, speaking to someone. And he said, you going to see that boy with the goose movie? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That kid with the goose movie is what he said. And oh I, my gosh. I was getting my popcorn and I heard this behind me and I cackled out loud. And then the dejected teenager that was trying to hand me the popcorn bucket was like, what? Because that kid in the goose. <laughs> that kid in the Man, goose. The, the dude who took our tickets at AMC was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I really want to see that, but they don't have any showings the day I'm off. Sad. Dang, that sucks, man. <laughs> the kid and the goose is going to be great, guys. Bummer, dude. <laughs> so, right. well, before we start, here's oh. just a, a meme that we actually posted on Discord, and yes. it's, it's relevant to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney, we're in a creative rut, I guess. Ghibli, we cannot restrain this old man from directing another beautiful film about grief featuring the freakiest little guys. <laughs> <laughs> the freakiest little guys. <laughs> That's a really good analogy for a lot of Ghibli oh, movies. Well, I mean, like Miyazaki has been in and out of retirement for like over a decade now. For sure. Where he'll finish a movie. He finished Wind Rise. He's like, I'm done. I'm never coming back again. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I have something else to say. <laughs> what that is, we're not quite sure, but it's something. Yeah, he goes to the movies. This is it. This is what they're making. That's it. Yeah. Coming out of he's retirement. Like, he's like, I'm retired. I'll just uh, you know, put on the latest Disney. Oh, this is trash. <laughs> I must fix this. I must. Okay, let's kick things off with a plot summary, okay? For the boy and the heron. (laughs) That kid and the goose. All right. A young young boy named Mojito. Not Mojito, sorry. Mojito. Mojito. (laughs) Mojito. Let me get one of your mojitos. Mojito. Whoa now. Yearning for his mother ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death becomes to, death comes to an end, and life finds a new beginning. A semi-autobiographical fantasy from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki. Semi-autobiographical? I guess we'll get into that in the trivia? A little bit, yeah. I didn't know okay. about that. Yeah. His yeah. childhood, basically. So did he go wow. to a world full of parakeets? Well, obviously, <laughs> look at what he animates. No, <laughs> did he, did he lose his, his mom? His mom, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. This, okay. So it's it's... 
that that's the part of I think his dad's job was the same as uh, the uh, uh, well it, you know, his love father. for aviation yeah, makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I think I yeah. do remember that. that yes. he, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, this movie was released on in the U.S. at least December eighth, twenty twenty three. Directed and written by Hayao Miyazaki. Music by Joe Hisashi. Yep, Hisashi. 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 Uh, the Japanese voice cast is Soma Santoki, Masaki Suda, Koshi Basaki, Yoshino Kimura, and Jun Kunimura. English voice cast, which is a stacked deck here. It's ridiculous. Christian oh Bale, Dave Batista, Jimma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Karen Fukuhara, Mark Hamill, Luca Padovan, Robert Pattinson, and Florence Pugh. Um, and other people. A ton. Just, a ton of like, people. Ton of Can people. I say that the yeah. voice... Robert Pattinson did. I thought that character was voiced by Mark Hamill. I did too. The whole film. Or I didn't think it was Mark Hamill. I just thought it was not Robert was Pattinson. Pattinson. I thought that was, I was like, oh, this is Mark so, Hamill's character. And then it ended, I was like, nope. So I've seen some excerpts because I watched yeah. the, the Japanese language version. So but, I saw the dubbed just because of the time slot. Mm-hmm. It was the only one that really yeah. worked for when I could yeah. see it. Because so they did a weird thing with the subs of like it when really, it was available. Yeah, it was, really yeah, weird. It was yeah. awkward. Yeah. I, so I, I saw the dub. Yeah. Because one, well, Hayao, Hayao, Pattinson, hold on, Hayao Miyazaki has said. That he mm-hmm. wants you to watch it in the language of where you are. Take that. Because then you can focus so he, on yeah, the animation. I understand. He said it also, with a cigarette though, in his head, too. <laughs> oh, oh, you know he did. All, this is also the same guy that said he hates anime. Who creates anime? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> also, though, I, I watched it in dub to guarantee, because I knew Andrew would watch Sup. It guaranteed yeah. we'd have one of us watching it in each. Because yes. I didn't yeah. know Andrew, Ryan over here, Wildcard. I, I would have probably saw wild it in Sub if mm-hmm. I could if have. you had the opportunity. Looking at the yeah. times, I was like, mm-hmm. I've got it. And, and mm-hmm. I have watched a lot of, the way I usually approach um Ghibli movies and Miyazaki movies specifically is I watch it the first time dubbed just so I can appreciate all the animation. Yeah, I don't have to worry on. about and, and reading it. This movie has some fun, Woo, fun, boy. phenomenal animation. Oh yeah. Just absolutely. Like incredible. And then I usually watch it a second time subbed and then like, yeah, then mm-hmm. I've already seen the movie. So I'm aware of, you know, yeah. the animation stuff. Okay. Um, what were you what were you gonna say about the sub? You said something weird. Oh well no, so I watched I watched it in the sub, but mm-hmm. I looked I watched a couple of clips mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson doing the voice of the heron and it's uh-huh. Wild, it is right. So I, I am like Dude, the more he does, the further he gets him from Twilight. The more I respect he's him a, as he's, actor. He's a oh, yeah. fantastic he's really good. actor. So if you haven't seen uh, the Lighthouse, check it out. He's really yeah. good in that. Uh, him and Willem Dafoe. The uh, the I'm like preternaturally good at picking out voices, especially mm-hmm. in like animation. Like yeah. my wife and I are rewatching King of the Hill, and there's like a thousand guest stars. Oh, there are a yeah. million. Yeah, and like every time somebody comes on, I'm like, oh, that's Tom Petty. You know, <laughs> like they're like three sentences in, and like, oh, no, that's. And so I never, not at one point throughout this movie was like, that's Robert Pattinson. No. Got to be him. Because I, I also, I went into this movie very cold. Like I didn't mm-hmm. watch any well, trailers. That is what you're like, supposed to do. Because yeah. that is what Miyazaki wanted. Exactly. No marketing. So no I marketing. didn't know who from the English voice cast would even be in there yeah. when I went to the dub. So like mm-hmm. I was, uh, Christian Bale immediately was asked Christian Bale. I saw, see, I saw he's, a he's list, very unique voice. Yeah. yeah. But throughout the film, I kept being like, so what character does Pattinson voice? Because I haven't seen, like, yeah. like is this some other character going to show up right towards the end? It was yeah. the goose! It was the hair all along. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so the box office for this movie, as of the time of recording, is 24.4 million U.S., 88 million international, with 120 million worldwide combined. That's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. The budget without... Um, promotion, just mm-hmm. the budget of the Which film. there was no promotion. So Which there wasn't the budget, a whole lot. Yeah. yeah just, uh, it was 95 million. Yeah. So it's, it's made us money. That's pretty, yeah. I, I won't lie, that's pretty expensive. It is. Well, it's more expensive than I thought well, it was. Let good. me, it is. Now it's all hand animated, and that's yes. an expensive process. But also, like 99% hand animated. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, mostly. Yeah. I'll slide into one piece of trivia. Get in there. 
This is the most expensive movie in Japanese cinematic history. Period. 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 Like live, live action or and the most expensive movie in Japanese Did he cinematic stutter, history. Andrew. Yeah. Wow. I know. I was like, That's no crazy. way. No. I looked it up. I was like, wow. This is the most expensive well, Japanese movie. I mean, movie if they're making made. movies like Godzilla minus one for thirteen million dollars, <laughs> they're like, this million? is ninety-five yeah. million dollars. Like, oh my god. Yeah, well, <laughs> and Miyazaki is probably one of the only ones that could command that price. Oh, for they sure. Could and br- bring in the investment to yes. make be like, we're gonna mm-hmm. make our money back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and again, this movie was started in like twenty sixteen, so like COVID probably played a factor oh, in the yeah. inflation of the yeah, budget. Yeah. Who knows? But like, but still, like Disney's over here, like we can't do hair animation because it costs too much so anyways here's cgi for 200 million <laughs> well, it, well, what honestly what? though probably whenever covid happened miyazaki just sat in his house and just hand animated whatever rest of the film was available <laughs> he's i'll probably, do it give me a cigarette he's probably, <laughs> he was probably just like keep smoking boys it keeps the covid away <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the covid <laughs> burn it off where's the goose <laughs> where's that kid in the goose <laughs> All right, so let's get into our overall thoughts. What did everybody think? I'm curious about what you guys thought. I'll go last. Okay. Do you want to go first, Stephen? You want me to jump I in? I mean, sure. I can go whenever. Well, hop in. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Put this, me on the couch. This is an absolute fever dream of a film. <laughs> yeah. It is buck wild, and every time there's a moment that happens where, I'm, where I was like, boy, that's really weird, within flat 15 seconds it got weirder <laughs> and I, I, we've pretty well established on, on my end at least yeah that when we were like hey we're gonna watch something it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird i'm like yeah i'm in it's gonna yeah. be kind of whimsical i'm in mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm in this was this was i feel like this film kind of goes against the way a lot of ghibli films are perceived because mm-hmm. like when you look at something like kiki's delivery service right yes it's right. a it's what i would call like a cozy film Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is not a cozy film. No. This has got some some pretty heavy stuff in it. Right from the start. That just comes out. Yeah, it comes yeah, out swinging. Not, yeah. It is probably, I mean, one of the most difficult Miyazaki movies in terms of I mean, like he, subject he covers, matter. Yeah, he like, covers a lot of, you know, difficult themes. For being perceived as like this kid's animator. Yeah. You know, oh, fluffy films. He covers a lot of difficult so, themes. So um, just as because I'm the only one in this room currently that has seen The Wind Rises, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to let you guys talk. Okay, then why'd you interrupt us? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 okay. I'm, well, I'm just saying. Weird that, flex, but I guess. Yeah, well, no, because like Wind Rises is also it's a heavy very film. adult. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Of course yes. it is. But like yeah. the typical Western perception of Ghibli is Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery. Spirited Away, Kiki's yeah. Delivery, yeah, yeah. Totoro. Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle. Like yeah. it's very yeah. f- fluffy film. Yes. This is not that this film. This is not that film. No, yeah. yeah. This is, this is hard hitting, comes at you. And like when I get into just bonkers, bizarre, weird. Let me tell you, of all the things, because again, I didn't watch promotion for this mm-hmm. film, right, as Miyazaki yeah. intended. Yeah. Of all the things that I expected to have happen, I sure didn't expect a heron to open its mouth and just <laughs> Wario be there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, just, boom, it's a me, <laughs> Wario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really mad Waluigi didn't show up. Right. I'm pretty PO'd about they that. Had, they had an opportunity for it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, could the parakeet be uh, be considered like Waluigi? Of, no, yeah, yeah. you would know it if Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I went into this obviously, like I said, I didn't watch any trailers. Mm-hmm. I saw like Cold one turkey. promotional. I was still. I was very upset that I actually saw stills to to this right. film before I got yeah, into it. I think it. I think I saw yeah. like two stills, and then I saw the list of the English voice cast. Yes, it. Yeah. right. So yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. 
I feel like it's probably going to be more serious than, you know, some of his other mm-hmm. stuff, like Kiki's yeah, Slavery yeah. Service, mm-hmm. obviously. Which is still, honestly, a serious film. Just It's just fluffier. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I, when I first came out of the movie, mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. Yeah. yeah. Now, my, my initial um, reaction to it, I think, is more because it is a very... Uh, it's a very heavy subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, knowing that it's a little bit autobiographical yeah. mm-hmm. um, makes it a more personal story. Yeah. And I was, I don't want to say I was craving whimsy necessarily, but there is a, um, I guess I would say it's like the rhythm to a story. There's a cadence yes. that a lot of Miyazaki right. movies and kind of this have. One doesn't not really have and it rhythm. kind of abandons that. And so when you, it's a very dreamlike, there's definitely a lot of things in it that are like, you know, uh, ethereal and unexplained. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm fine with movies like that. But usually in Miyazaki movies, when you have imagery that's like wild and weird and you know, there's weird little guys doing stuff, you know, the water yeah. or whatever. There's like, there is some sort of like, um, a, an emotional, um, I guess through line, like a, a story that follows a, a there's, somewhat there's familiar a beat, better mm-hmm. backing and framing to that yeah. moment. Yeah. To, to the moment. So that even when something weird is happening, the, the, the ground underneath you is that like, mm-hmm. okay, this person loves this person and this is going to yeah. happen. You know, like you, you still have mm-hmm. like a, um, a you thing you still have an emo- yeah you have a three line you have, you have right. frames of reference and so this yeah. this this movie the main character for me was harder to like get behind than like some of his other movies where it's like he cuz he's very silent through a lot of it he, he doesn't is. really talk a lot he doesn't talk no. a lot and so he you don't have that moment like you do in something like a spirited away where you have like this obvious main character who you're pulling for the whole way through you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then upon reflecting on the movie after i got out of it i was like i think Part of the reason I didn't like it initially is because I think I went into it with the wrong expectations. expectations. Yes. I would like to now rewatch it mm-hmm. knowing what it is because the animation's incredible. Obviously. Yeah, right? bonkers. The, the music's incredible. It's, it's honestly, I think, the best animated film that he's done. Yeah, like, it's, like it is without question. Execution of hand animation on a level that is just like unparalleled. Yeah. Right? It's fantastic. The music's great. The music's really good. The presentation's on point. It's just, I, I was. I, I was left wanting a little more out of the story, mm-hmm. but I think it's because I, I didn't understand the type of story it was trying to tell. Yeah. And part of that's because I went in cold mm-hmm. and my own just preconceived ideas of what it was going to be. Yeah. And then the other part of it, I think is a little bit of the movie's fault a little bit. I think there are different ways this movie could have done the same story and done it a little bit better. It, so, I feel like. so this is, maybe this is a bad comparison. Andrew's about to probably get really mad at me. Sure. Probably not. But the film <laughs> had a little bit of a feel, the same feel that never ending story has to it. Oh okay. no. Uh-uh. I told you he's going to he, be he so mad. Look, he's red. He's so angry. <laughs> but <laughs> he's Waluigi. <laughs> he's all arm and leg. Waluigi was coming from inside the house all along. <laughs> but it, it has that same kind of just disjointed where you're almost kind of like, I don't know where we're going. I'm not sure where, where I'm supposed to be going. So I think that you guys, yeah, I think that you guys are using the wrong analogy here Okay, okay. and I'm going to educate you. Oh boy. Oh, here this is going to be terrible. Okay, so <laughs> prepared, prepared um, for disappointment. Uh, so quick backstory. I grew up in a household with two professional musicians. One is a classical musician and one is a jazz musician. Yeah. And like oil and water. <laughs> there, there's so many different levels of jazz music. Like you have one of them makes scrambled eggs. One of them makes poached <laughs> eggs. Hey, uh, Basically, the best way to describe it is you have structured jazz, which is like actual mm-hmm. jazz tracks like Monin and um, 
I'll autumn say like leaves. The, like, yeah, yeah, like like sing, sing, sing with a swing. That's kind of big band, but it, it's yeah. it's in the same general realm. It's structured music, mm. and you have a beginning, middle, and end to each of those songs, and they you have a throughput have line a that flow, goes all the way yeah. through. Yeah, this is Miyazaki's version of freestyle jazz. Mm. And it is a very personal thing. And that mm. is very much how freestyle jazz is. Yeah. Because you're, it's not that he, like he has an idea of obviously where he wants to go with it. Sure. But yeah. It's not in the sense of it's where he wants to go with it, not where he wants you to go with it. If that makes any sense. So, right. so what you're yeah. saying basically is the film is for him. Yes. And we're yeah. just here partaking in it alongside. Exactly. Him. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't think this is a film that he could have made earlier on in his career. Oh, absolutely. No, no. You, not. Ha- you have is, to have the, yeah. the, the, the clout. Yeah. Well, this he, is like, I've, yes. yeah. I've built yeah. an animation mm-hmm. empire and I'm coming out of retirement th- to do what is, I want to do. Yeah. This is, a, this is a very personal <laughs> film to him. Obviously it's autobiographical in some sense, Yeah, but it's also like, you could definitely tell throughout the film that he really has a lot of emotion attached to all the characters and the story beats that are happening. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it makes, I'll say, narrative sense mm-hmm. all the way through. And I was very similar to you, Ryan, whenever I got out of it. I was like, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Just because I was expecting something a little bit more structured like Wind Rises or something like that. I was expecting mm-hmm. that same level of like emotional depth to it. Through yeah. line, yeah. But it didn't have that. But then after sitting here for pretty, pretty much two weeks, kind of like ruminating on it and yeah. thinking on it and everything like that, I've really come to appreciate what he did with it. Yeah. But it's also one of those movies where whenever I get to being able to watch it again, I think I'm going to really appreciate the film a lot more right. the second time this through. Is, this is the kind of film, because I have the same boat as y'all, where like yeah. when the film ended, I was like, Boy, I don't know where I am. Yeah, like, I feel like I've been kind of pulled in a bunch of different directions, and like yeah. I don't, I'm gonna stand up out of my chair and be like, Do I well, go it's left kind of exhausting. Right? It is, and I think part of it is the film throws so much at you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it it is, you know, it's it's the elephant, right? Like, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time? It's still a lot to eat. Like, you got to yes. digest that down. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same factor where when the film ends, you're not like, oh, wow, that was like, oh, wow, what a message. Oh, that was really great. Oh, it yeah. all tied up with a bow. You walk out and, like, I think everyone I saw, because I saw it with a, a decently large group of people, yeah. we walked out and, like, everyone was pretty quiet. And it was kind of like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. And, like, yeah. sitting on it now for mm-hmm. weeks and it is, uh, it is, quite a journey it is again it's not that fluffy easy mass market appeal movie either. no it's not a thing. At all. like it's, it's very different well, from that style and i think like so after i got out of the movie and mm-hmm. let it sit for like a day or two and i was listening to the whole soundtrack again oh, soundtrack which is so good probably so good. one yeah. of joe's best pieces scores he's ever done. oh yeah it it's, is it's all so very good it's incredible very emotional and very um direct to like I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it, just it, really, really good. It matches the movie. It does. Yeah. Um, but so then I went and watched a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I didn't see a trailer for this film before so what, I went to go oh, see I, it. I, I what did the trailer that? I didn't even think. It was, it was exactly what you would think a Ghibli movie oh, man. trailer would they be. They just showed so all told, the fun parts. So it told you like, nothing, basically. It told you nothing, and it told you everything that was incorrect about what, what bait, the film yeah, is that's about. that's a dangerous bait and switch. And it, it's dangerous because I think this is one of the reasons why I think it's a good thing that he didn't want any marketing for this film because it is such a good thing going into this with nothing. Well, it's also, like, 
if you're going to have marketing, how do you market something that's personal? Yeah. How do you well, feel and then, like, and, that? Yeah. I think that's kind of the thing is like, so I've, I've had a couple other friends message me like after they saw it and they were like, I think I should have waited for streaming for this. Like I didn't like it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's not like you're, we, you shouldn't have been inspecting Ponyo or Totoro or anything like right. that. Like yeah. it's, this is clearly like something that he wanted to come and do. Not that like, he needed to do this. We're not going to see like heron plushies on every. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just just such a different film in his, his library that he's done. It's just really hard to describe outside of just being, it's probably his, his most personal one that he's done. So are you looking for something that is, Actually, very clear and concise of where you can find it and not obtuse at all. <laughs> Podcast.com has all of our episodes and previous Spell episodes. It out for you. Bonus previews, all the stuff that you can just get whenever you want. You don't even have to think about it. It's just right there. Yeah, you know what else is on that website? Links to our Discord where you can join the discussion. We talk about episodes, Patreon bonus episodes. We talk about what we're cooking, our pets, everything, hobbies, everything. It's great. It's a fantastic place to hang. Come visit us on Discord. And we also, if you want to hang out with us, you can hang out with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Look us up on there, Spoilers Intended Podcast. Every week we're posting what the episode's going to be, other stuff out there as well. You know, see us out there. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. stop the music i know please don't just let it just, just bring it right back up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and we are past the spoiler wall uh we were ready to get into some spoilers i think we had, we had some good discussion we, we were getting that. there yeah. yeah yeah so i think we should uh start with a little bit of trivia here trivia okay. so as i said this is the most expensive movie in japanese cinematic history that's crazy uh good, so th- for, good for you miyazaki yeah. <laughs> way to go guy come spend, out of retirement and be like take this <laughs> uh, th- this movie grossed 1.8 billion in its opening weekend in japan that's yen. Yen. yeah sorry yen, yen. Yeah. in japan uh more <laughs> than any other yeah i was like what yen yeah uh, more than any other Studio Ghibli film, surpassing Howl's Moving Castle in 04, which opened with 1.48 billion yen. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestically, here in the U.S., this grossed 13 million in its opening weekend, more than any other original anime film, surpassing Hayao Miyazaki's own Ponyo from 2008 that had uh, 3.6 million. Uh, Spirited, it also beat Spirited Away, which right. grossed 15 million for its total runtime. Total run, but this is yeah. like opening. Yeah, this is opening weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was also Miyazaki's first film to open at number one in the domestic box office. That's like, crazy. I mean, which is yeah, wild to me because it's probably his most unkid friendly <laughs> movie. It definitely <laughs> it's, is. And the it's in, literally the least marketable film. <laughs> right? And he proved it by being like, don't do marketing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like number one. And he's probably like, what? <laughs> well, but I, I think that's, it's definitely one of those where, you know, he came out of retirement for it. It already had weird buzz because he didn't want it to be marketed. Right. And it had incredibly good critical praise going into it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't see a single bad thing about it. And I was like, okay, this is probably a masterpiece. And yeah. it probably is. It probably is. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just I, a lot I think, to unpack. I think I just there. need to watch it maybe one or two more times to really, I like, think so too. Let it sink yeah. in. Uh, so real quick, Miyazaki started working on the film in 2016 without even receiving an official green light. <laughs> 
So he just like just started hanging out after hours drawing. Presumably, I mean that means storyboarding. Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. He's probably not like animating keys. So, <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I just imagine like his storyboards. He just has like I've already animated the first half of the film. Yeah, you're welcome. I did it on the ones like Akira. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, uh, Miyazaki, Miyazaki originally hoped to finish and release the film in the summer of 2020 to coincide with the Summer Olympics oh. uh, in Tokyo, Japan, which were postponed to 2021. Such freaking COVID, man. Uh, so as of December 2019, the film was announced to be 15% complete after three and a half years of work. Uh, producer Toshiro oh, man, Suzuki crack the whip to get it out there by mid 2020. I mean, yeah, honestly, it was like that was never going to happen. With how much animation is in this film? Like, I get it. So, producer Suzuki said, uh, explained that Miyazaki in the past would be able to direct seven to ten minutes of animation per month. That was like his yeah, rate, that's his right? thing. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, and they had scheduled about five minutes of animation per month, or about one hour per year on the film. Uh, which is like when you think about it, it's a yeah, two yeah, hour yeah. film it's two years yeah yeah you know, that, that honestly kind of lines up I know yeah. yeah when I first read that I was like oh my god but then it's like wait no okay well no, I mean yeah you have to think about it from you know all of these individual frames have to be animated right well, yeah. they did, I think the, the crowd bit at the start of the film when he's trying like when the, the fire happens yeah yeah. I think that came up in a piece where it was like this 25 seconds of animation was like four months or something like that oh I'm, I'm sure, sure. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, oh, but yeah. it's, it's However, it's terrifying, but also beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but Miyazaki was only uh, directing about one minute of animation per month, presumably because of his advanced age and smoking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have another cigarette break, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the first animated film in history to open the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, which okay. is why, and it's it's crazy because it's one of those things where like. All of his previous works have paved the way for so for, much for of both moment. the box office yes. success, the critical yeah. reception, the film festival mm-hmm. opening. It's because of everything his else he's legacy. done. His yeah. name's on it. Studio Ghibli's name is on it. Yeah. Like that in and of itself comes with this seal and expectation already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, uh, some small stuff here. So um, while the main character, uh, Mahito, looks over some books in his room, the covers of the books allude to other Ghibli projects, if you pay attention oh, to yeah. them. Oh, okay. Uh, some of them, like one of them has a stag that's very similar to the forest god from mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke. Derp, uh, there's like a red turtle. There's like there's stuff in there, the Easter eggs, if you're yeah. looking for that. Um, the Japanese title. So this is, this is something that I kind of wanted to get into, but I wanted to wait till after spoilers. Of the book, uh, or the Japanese title is... How do you live? Mm-hmm. Question mark, right? Which is the same as a 1937 novel uh, by Ginzaburo Yoshino, an editor and writer of children's literature, that this is basically roughly based on. Mm-hmm. And that, so was, that's what, that was the working title of the film for a while. Yeah. 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 And so in the American release, that's when they changed it to The Boy and the Heron. Because mm-hmm. in Japan, it's called, it translates to How Do You how Live. You, how do you oh, live. Okay. Same, I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. So because of that, in Japan, sales of the novel How Do You Live skyrocketed on the flea market because this is, book's been like long. Oh, yeah. It's been out of print forever, yeah. Uh, so much so that copies just were in you know, short supply and the demand made the publisher reprint the novel. Nice. They were that's like, cool. This is like going yeah. places. Um, but I think before I hit these last couple things that like, I would have expected the kind of movie it is a little if more, it was if it had been titled, how do you live? Yeah. You live? But I think really, yeah, that's a very hard title to market. 
in it didn't easy. Marketing. Don't market it. No, but market. I'm just saying, like, if you go, Follow if, if you're rules. just go into the the theater and it's like, how do you live? And you're like, ugh, that sounds deep and depressing. <laughs> Whereas like want the boy, deep and depressing. the kid and the goose. That sounds wanna, pretty I fun. I want to feel emotions today. Let's yeah. watch the kid and the goose. Uh, so three members of the English voice cast previously lent their voices to other English dubs. Christian right? Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale in Howl's Moving Castle. Willem Dafoe was Cobb in Tales from Earthsea. Uh-oh. Um, and I feel like he did something else I've too. Never seen That's it. not a Miyazaki it. film. No, it's Ghibli. It's films. Ghibli though. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a Ghibli film. That's what it said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it his? Uh, Mark Hamill uh, was his mayor. Son. Uh, so it's still technically a Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, ah, <laughs> Technicality. Uh, Mark Hamill was the mayor uh, in Nasca in the Valley of the Wind, and he was Colonel Muska in Castle in the Sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last little bit of dumb trivia, then we'll get into our, our spoiler-filled thoughts. With Robert Pattinson voicing the Heron in the English <laughs> dub. to do like, what, five different voices? or Probably, yeah. yeah. This makes the third Batman actor to voice the title role in a Ghibli movie in the English dub. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton in Porco Rosso, yeah. yes. Christian Bale in yes. Howl's Moving Castle, and now Robert Pattinson That's as the Heron. So basically, incredible. if you're a Batman, you got to do George Clooney, yeah. come on down! Yeah, get in here! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's incredible. I thought that was inc- really funny. I was like, "Way to go, Pattinson! You've you've joined the the Batman Ghibli Club." I mean, Pattinson's a fantastic actor. But I mean, like, he if, really is. If you yeah. want to be in a, you know, like, hey, we're gonna put you in the same pantheon as as Bale's Batman and Keaton's Batman. Like, yeah, sign me up. I yeah, mean. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get into our our spoiler uh, thoughts here. So uh, for me, and again, this kind of goes off what we were saying, yeah, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. What I was craving from the movie that I didn't get was like a little more closure and interaction with him and his mother, the young version of his mother. Because I thought, okay, the way way this is going, he's going to meet her in this dreamlike world. He's going to have some catharsis and kind of like accept that his mother's gone. And then he's going to. I thought you got some of that. A tiny amount. It's a very Japanese level of that. This is is definitely Miyazaki's most Japanese film. It is for sure. Even more like in, in. Wind Rises, I, I would definitely consider pretty, like, Japanese, Japanese like, yeah. in, in tone. Mm-hmm. This is, like, like that is, like, surface level. This is, like, really, really deep if you're yeah. not, like, familiar with, like, I'll say Japanese storytelling tropes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I think it was just I was craving a little more closure with yeah, the, like, a little the more and, and at the same time, a little more acceptance of his new mom. Yeah. That, like, it did technically happen, but it just, like... It was it was there, but I mm-hmm. wanted more of of that. Yeah. Uh, also, can we like unpack that? Like his dad just like did it with his aunt like really quickly after his mom died, and it was like, well, what's happening? So She's pregnant this already. Was, this was pretty commonplace back this then. Is a, this is a okay. Cult, this is a cultural thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. Okay. But, well, <laughs> I like how they 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 kind of, it was kind of hinted at. Yeah. But they didn't really explicitly they didn't really say it until like halfway through the film. They're like, it is her, her sister. I know. Yeah. They, they kind of beat around <laughs> it a little bit. And then I was like, so has he never met his aunt before? You know, that, that yeah. was my like, my, the thing that confused me. It's yeah. just an awkward relationship right now. Yeah. I'm your Very. aunt. Also, your new mom? I don't know. <laughs> Call me mom. Um, also, you have a brother. <laughs> Something that I thought of, and this was after, you know, I got out of the movie. Yeah. Was like, you know, in the movie he's talking about like, you know, I built this world. Here's these blocks. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to pass this on. I was like, that feels very much like a Miyazaki thing of like, I've built this empire yes. of 
animation. Mm-hmm. I have done this. I've got to pass this on. Well, someone let me retire. Why please. Can't, why can't my son be a better I mean, director? It's, it's possible Goro. that, you know, that could be like, that's the thing. Oh. There's so many different, like, things that he's trying to say in this film yeah. yeah i really need to see it another time i, I agree yeah. i can't be able to unpack, unpack everything because I, like, yeah. I got out of it i was like he said so much in this and i maybe got like 10 percent. yeah well because you you for me at least the the beginning of it it's kind of slow right? it takes about halfway through the it's, film it, before it, it even turns it, into a ghibli before film. it, it takes, turns into yeah, yeah it takes a long time before you're like what's the hook here like well, yeah, what's, what's the grab the, yeah. and I, I kept waiting and i was like all right this heron you well, know because you can tell like, creepy the birds coming out of this creepy thing and like something's going on right we're having weird yeah. things happen but it's like we haven't gotten to that point so i think one of the the things that like at least for me about like i'll say one quarter of the way through the film mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is definitely a very slow film just based on the music that he has in it. So I was like, I just need to, you know, kind of push back my expectations of like, it's yeah. not spirited away where like yeah. you have like the car chase through the, through the woods and then you're immediately in the new realm, into the new realm yeah. where this is like, clearly like he's going to be setting this up for a while. Can, can I say though, that the, in that early first quarter of the film or whatever, mm-hmm. like, there was a moment where when he's like at the new school, right? Yes. And then he's going to leave and the boys confront him. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to him walking down the road by himself, a little dusty, a little beat yeah. up. And I was like, oh man, he beat the crap out of these kids, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he picks up the rock and he hurts himself like out of the the, yeah. the rage or the malice in that moment mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, in that moment, I was like, oh, our, our main character just absolutely just curb stomp these kids dude. like the playground's yeah. like littered with broken See, body at first i read that moment of like oh he just doesn't want to go to school so he's gonna hurt himself so bad that's what that I he, like, he too, wanted yeah. to do it to get back at the kids right yeah, yeah. 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 like yeah and like it's and i think that's one of the reasons why he's such a hard character to like get behind because it's, like, it's hard to like him yeah it's, it's hard to like him and i think that's kind of the point mm-hmm. right yeah is that like not every not every main character in a Ghibli film has to be a likable well, character. Well, or also, like, again, to, to maybe dive into some of what it maybe is trying to say, I don't know. But, like, unlikable people have stories, too. Yeah. There's there's stuff going on in, in everyone's background in the world, right? right. Whether, or not you, yeah. whether or not you like this person or not, there's stuff going on. So, yeah. Let's yeah. Explore I, I think, you know? to me, uh, you, you kind of hit it on the head, Andrew, of, like, like he says so much in this mm-hmm. movie that, like, that's the the difference and the problem slash it's a bug it's a feature not a bug yeah. of the movie is that like with most of his other films it's like there's something he's trying to say mm-hmm. and he says it throughout through these yeah you know, and it's, weird, it's like generally like one or two things yeah. and he's like you know uh, and he gets it across says, yeah. this is like 15 <laughs> this messages. is like you don't know it, it introduces a second thing when you're like we haven't even on the first thing i don't even know what we're talking about where are we at now and now it's like down like three three tiers down mm-hmm. to a sub tier so the- do the boats <laughs> represent society <laughs> people afterlife and then it's like these wisps are going up oh, and i love like, those things they're so cute though. some of these become people the, and you're the, like, okay and then the, the birds are eating them and you're like so what does that mean does that mean that that person doesn't get porn where did these birds come from you know like there's so many pelicans banished yeah Yeah. what they do (laughs) and then you have the what what was the the noble pelican yeah how how it was credited but that was willem dafoe's yes yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. english cast and he has his little bit and you're like whoa okay so this is like not 
the clear cut thing because when you're first introduced to the pelicans, you're like, well, they're just evil. These pelicans are horrible creatures, you know, yeah. like forcing them through to the graves of the dead or whatever because they're hungry. <laughs> Uh, they're eating all the little babies that yeah. aren't babies yet. I know. It's like, what am I, what am I unpacking with this? I think the, the, the animation though, like just to pivot to that, because we've, we've kind of talked about the story. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that it's unsatisfying. It's just that it's, it's definitely a lot. Well, and I think there's a lot of elements that get introduced a little bit too late, particularly like the parakeets in like the parakeet kingdom. Yeah, which also oh, it oh, feels incredible. Seeing dude, all those oh, parakeets, amazing, yeah. I was like, I love the design dude, of they, these birds. They, they drop the birds on you like, okay, yeah, this is weird. And I think, then it's like they have a society and a king. And they, they have Nazi flags. And, and also like within, within again, <laughs> yeah. the, the English cast, the king is Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Which is an incredible casting. He does great. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> But yeah, like there's definitely like a lot like that gets introduced later on, like late in the film, like in the final quarter. I'm just like, this could have been like at the beginning. We needed this to enter a little earlier. Yeah, just yeah. we had a little bit of an idea of like where this was going. Mm-hmm. And again, I, like, you know, kind of going back to my analogy, like this is very much Miyazaki just doing a free jazz session just with the $94 million picture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and no, like and you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just one of those where it's like it's incredibly personal to him, and he needed to do it for himself. Right. Not he needed to do it for the audience, and it's just like you're here. Like, right. Yeah, <laughs> you're here. Well, and I, I don't know how much of the story is based on the book. Yeah, how much of it right. is like, because like self insert. Miyazaki's mother, from what I looked up, like had um, spinal tuberculosis, and she was hospitalized a lot when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she died in the hospital. I think she didn't she, died in fire bombings. Did she? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. And yeah. so that's why I'm like, was that part from the book? But he yeah. is trying to unpack his mother's death. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's a lot of like blurred lines. I think yeah, between. Yeah. The possible source material, his, his actual, actual life, autobiographical part of it, mm-hmm. and the story he's trying to tell yeah. on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is a challenging watch on multiple levels. Yeah. That I think it's it's not that like um it's bad. It's just I, I really came out of it very conflicted and I, I want to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're not recommending the movie sometimes, no, but it's but not no, that. Yeah, it's, like well, I mean, okay, so let's, you know, let's let's stop talking about the story and let's talk about, like, the animation. Yeah, animation's incredible. Ooh, I man. think there's so many scenes where um, it just blows me away. Like, like the uh, when um, uh, his father, I can't remember the exact character's name, but mm-hmm. his dad, is, like, fighting the parakeets oh, as they're turning yeah. into little parakeets. Yeah. Well, and, they're, like, they're all flying past him, yeah. and they're all changing shape and size as they go by. And, like, there's this and low shot with him them. running at the tunnel, and then it cuts to, and they're coming out. Yeah, and they're changing size. And, like, like any any kind of Miyazaki movie, there's so many little things happening in the background. Yeah. Of, like, especially when when uh, the, the parakeet army... <laughs> You know, it has him and they're, they're escorting him and one of them's got the knife behind his thing. <laughs> yep. When they all are standing around him in a group, there's this one at the back like licking his chops like, <laughs> ready to eat and they, they all have individual expressions. And, and they all have look personalities. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things you, you have to watch it multiple times to catch all the different Yeah. Things. So much going on in that one moment. And uh. Yeah, there's definitely like some moments that are, that are CG, you know, here and there like going up some stairs at the front. Yeah. You know, like, things like that. You know, but, they have like some CG textures on like the tapestry in front of like the delivery room, which is well, yeah, it's like that incredibly minor. It's so minor, thing, but it's, yeah. it's just because the animation is so beautiful. Whenever they have those moments, I'm like oh, yep, 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 or like the yeah. the sequence when they sink into the floor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, but I mean, like, and that, but it didn't detract. In a no, no, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like 
trying to hand animate something like that, especially with like the type of like pattern and stuff yeah. that's on the tapestry. Like, oh, no, no, no way. way. Yeah. No, way. Yeah. no, no. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be I mean, like that's like another like five months of animation for what a five Ten second sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, that's five months of animation you could spend elsewhere. Yeah. That makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. think, I think of all the studios that, that mix CG with that stuff, they do a really good job of like, okay, this is where it would make sense. Like we're only doing this because otherwise we wouldn't get this incredible scene later because mm-hmm. all that time would be spent doing this when we could do it in a computer in a week, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, so back to the score. Yeah. Right. Like, so this music. was, this was like the most non Ghibli Ghibli soundtrack. It was very different and okay. it's, it's amazing. It's great. So what, what are some of your favorite tracks? Ooh, on this one? Um, okay. So we already listened to, um, the great collapse. Yep. That's that opening. Just, oh, because well, yeah. you, you know something, like, whenever like something's you hear up. that, yeah, you know something's up and something is not right. That's a very spirited yeah. away opening. It is. Yeah. But the, the one thing that I really love that he, that Joe did with this soundtrack is he used the piano a lot more than what I feel he does in the in the past. And obviously, this is all strings right now. Well, but even the string section, it's a smaller string section. Yes. It's, it's like, only a It doesn't few. feel like a full orchestra. No, it feels it like six feel to like eight instruments. Room. No. Yeah. yeah. And so it's very, like, understated, mm-hmm. but still, I don't know. It, it, the space, the, the, um, there's like this term in, in music, you know, it's like the notes that you don't play are as important as the ones yeah. you do. Like the space between the stuff has almost as big of an it's impact. Like you have a lot of negative space in there. So go to, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of moments in the music where you rest in the music. Like it's called rest yeah. in music. It's yeah. literally a rest yeah. of the music. Go to ask me why mother's message, which is uh, a, the most played one on the album on Spotify. And this is a, a much slower one. It's only like two minutes long, but just yeah, like just these kind of like just hits. Just let, letting those notes carry. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and it, it's definitely one of those where, like, when I'm listening to it, like, it's just you feel the raw emotion of this. Yeah. Like, like even the scene in the film, I was like, oh, I'm like tearing up, and I don't have, I don't have any connection to this character <laughs> right now at all. Just I love the, Waluigi. Well, just because the music is so good. Yeah. And you're right. Compared to a lot of of Miyazaki Other Ghibli stuff, scores and Ghibli scores, it's like very it's very anti Ghibli because most of the time it's like very like orchestral and really big and moving. It's almost got like a little John Williams to it. In a the little scores, bit. But this yeah. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like and this is just it's so personal. I don't even know. Like it's well, just yeah. well, especially this in particular. This is I mean borderline just a piano solo. Yes. Yeah. Some good stuff. So yeah, yeah it really is. Between really good music. the music and, and the and the visuals and just the overall presentation. And I'm I Steven, get your thoughts on this, but like I thought the English dub was great. Not just Pattinson, but oh. everybody did pretty good. Well, and I'll I'll say this too, like the Japanese dub was phenomenal. Like yeah. there wasn't anything that was objectionable about it no. at, at all. Like right. it was very, very good. But yeah, yeah, if you are if you are ever thinking, Oh, you know, I want to watch a, an anime a Japanese film, mm-hmm. but I don't want to read. Ghibli is incredibly reliable because they consistently have great dubs. They do, and this is this is a really spectacular example of it. Yeah, uh, we already mentioned like Dave Bautista as the uh, parakeet <laughs> king. Was, yeah, fantastic. As yeah. soon as he started talking, I was like, "Oh, that's Dave Bautista." <laughs> yeah, and Mark Hamill, obviously. I mean, he's he's right. just you know, by yeah, default. Yeah. I really thought that he was the heron for 
basically when they introduced uh, the uncle, yeah, I was like, okay, that's also Mark Hamill, and, then the <laughs> and it was like that was that was Robert Pattinson. What? The, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I I thought it was it was really well done. It's just. I, I definitely feel like it's one of those movies that you need to watch multiple times. And I, I think it'll that's, get that's better theme here, yeah. every time you watch it mm-hmm. because you're not having to pay attention to every single individual change of well, like story threads and everything like this. So you can right. pay attention to other things in the scenes and kind of like what he's trying to say. I, I can very easily see someone getting lost in this, though. Like oh, if, yeah. if you're not oh, a fan yeah. of, of oh, yeah, absolutely. Miyazaki movies and, and anime and this is like you're, oh, I'm going to watch an anime. So you See that kid in the goose movie, and then you watch it, and you come out of this going like, I don't know which way he's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a beginner's, you know. Entry level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say, in comparison to, say, something like uh, Grave of the Fireflies, mm-hmm. this is not the kind of film where at the end of it you're like, oh, that was so much. I don't know if I'm going to watch this again. This is a film yeah. where, where it's easy to say, I want to watch it again to try and pick more of this apart. Yes. It, does, it does not crush you. No, it's like not, a, it's like not so heavy. Yeah, that it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. There's just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so would you recommend it? Let's go around. Andrew, would you recommend this movie? Only to someone who is a seasoned anime viewer and someone that you have, have to be in the mood for it. Well, yeah. I mean, I hate no, to be no, no, I hate I to be a gatekeeper no, 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 no. like that. No, 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 it is it is a like if you're like, well, you know, I've never seen a Ghibli film. Don't and watch this. This film is in the theaters. Yeah. And no, no, let me just let me sit you down. We're gonna do a little Totoro, little little Spirit Away, yeah. a little Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely like an advanced level viewing. Yeah. The only people I would recommend this to who aren't already uh, Miyazaki fans, anime fans would be people who are fans of, like, obscure foreign movies. Art, art mm-hmm. house. Art house yeah. stuff. If you're, like, big yeah. A24 fan, yeah, you, you, could, even yeah, you could, I could see a lot of that lining up here. Even more obscure than that, like, like Ingmar Bergman, like, French films. Oh, Lord, if, okay. But, like, yeah. the Toronto Film Festival. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to that, then this movie is probably in line with a lot of, you know, other esoteric yes. movies that have, like, multiple layers and require multiple viewings. Yeah. So you could probably be like, okay, got it, mm-hmm. right? This might be the best Miyazaki movie for you if that's, like, your style of stuff. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, the average person... It's it, not a kid's film. This is not, not definitely not a kid's no. movie. Yeah. Like, the parakeets are cute. But like, <laughs> like, they're not in it enough for it to matter. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, so would you rewatch it? I think all of us is Absolutely. resounding. Well, yes, like, we want to rewatch it because... There's just there's so much more to get out of this film, but I also want to watch it again for the animation, for the musical score, like everything. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, let's talk about our Patreon. One dollar for one dollar. The low, low price of one dollar. You get access to all of our bonus episodes. And these episodes are different from our normal episodes. If you've never listened to one, we go off the rails. We have one where we do a tier list of Halloween candies. And we got very sick yes. doing that episode after. Stomach still hurts. <laughs> off, Thinking about it. Off Thinking microphone, we got very sick. <laughs> all, all I can say is when that comes up, my body is just like, at least it's not Buffalo Rock ginger ale. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did soda tier list, and the oh. Buffalo Rock ginger ale was like the Destroy gasoline, us. a match being thrown <laughs> into the gasoline at the end of a pile of sodas in it, our digestive system. It was like SRK system. whenever he threw the cigar into the uh, into the motorcycle. Uh-huh. It was very similar. It blows up yeah. in front of a bunch of bad guys. When that happened, I was like, I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> What's going on? I've experienced that. Buffalo but yeah, Rock, yeah, we also have, uh, you know, uh, commentaries over there that are like Mystery Science Theater 3000. You sync up the podcast with the movie. We did one for Indiana Jones and the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Woof. which was a wild one. We did Woof. Starship Troopers, which is a lot of fun. 
We've got uh, uh, the Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace yeah. is actually on our main feed. So if you're like, that sounds interesting, but I don't know if I want to pay a dollar for it. Hey, just go watch Phantom Menace. Go, it's a good movie. Know, scroll don't back in the main feed. Yeah. Find if, it. If you want to get a taste of any of our bonus episodes, we have previews of yeah. all of our bonus episodes on the main feed. You can try before you buy. Yeah. One of our most recent ones, we had a trivia game show, mm-hmm. which oh, um, Ryan so thought he had an upper hand on me. But I had so much fun. He did. No, it was, it was incredible questions. the way Andrew cheated in that one and the way Steven <laughs> did not hear my buzzer. Like after Andrew, it's you great. Mean this <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, it was a fantastic one. Uh, but yeah, thanks to all of our patrons. Your support makes this show possible. But that sounds like all the time we have. So as always, follow us on social, leave us a review wherever you're listening now, and share us with a friend. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs>